Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. What a God we serve. He's yours. He's mine. He's hers. You know, the, 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 those, <laughs> they were singing that Jesus is mine. I'm like, yeah, he mine too now. Watch out. <laughs> so that's the kind of God we serve, that he can be all of our God. And we all feel special the way he treats us all. Thank God for his goodness. Amen. So glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Bible study night. Amen. I love Bible study. Mm -hmm. Uh, By myself. 
I love Bible study. Oh, even when I'm by myself, I love Bible study. I love it. I love Bible study, man. I love to learn uh, what the Word of God is saying to me. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so if you don't want to perish, we think the only way to perish is by not going to church. <laughs> it's not the only way we're going to perish. All kind of things get us in trouble. But the main thing that will get us in trouble is the lack of knowledge. When you get knowledge, you get understanding and when you have understanding, only if you're just crazy, you, you will follow and obey the understanding that you get because you know, what did Peter say? Lord, where, where, where am I going to go? <laughs> you have the words to eternal life. I just thought that was just, you know, it's, it's so simple but so profound that when you understand, there's no place to go but in Jesus. And the quicker you find that out... And start living that way, the better off you'll be, because there's no other place to be. Anything outside of Jesus is perishing, but everything in him is just staying alive, or being alive, being kept alive. Amen. Did you realize that, that everything is perishing, and only God is not perishing? Everything is dying, only God is not dying? So how do you prevent yourself from dying and perishing? being the one that is not perishing or dying. <laughs> That's the only way. And, and, and if you're not in him, then you are perishing. So that's the word of the Lord. Will you stand with me and let's talk to the Lord and prepare our heart for his word tonight. Amen. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to be with you always. And for those of you that are joining us virtually. I'm glad to be with you as well. And um, I hope our virtual participators never take it lightly. Um, I can tell when they're joining in and when they're not joining in. Yes, yes. I, I, I often, I will reveal to you little by little sometimes when I'm prompted to to let you know how the Lord works when he put a church together, or I shouldn't say that because when we're born again by the water spirit, we are born into a spirit. But when he, and he began to position each and every one of us in the body, um, he will always allow the leader of that congregation to be in tune with what's going on in that congregation. It's just the way it is. And so the bottom line is I can tell what he does is, when when you withdraw yourself from anything that's going on in this church, I know. I can tell. I don't always say it to you, but I can tell when God has withdrawn you a little bit. Well, shouldn't say it that way. When you have allowed yourself to be withdrawn from the body, I can tell. And um, even you can be present physically and still not be connected. I can tell. And so, you know, I'm not telling you that to think I'm something. It's just God, how he does what he does. Right. And so when he said something, something in order, he says, this is the way I do it. And so this is how it's going to operate. And so he will always allow the leader 
to kind of know who's connected and who's not connected because that's the way I can, you know, help to, you know, keep us all going in the right direction and help to keep us connected because if I don't know, then how will I be able to reach out to you? So um, God is like that. And so I give you good look for instance. And so um, just meditating on the Lord this morning, thinking about him. And um, I, f- I feel like we need to reach Bob. <laughs> Bob is a part of our church, but since he's been sick, we haven't been able to see him. And then you get um, COVID, and so it, we just haven't been able to see him. So I felt like, I just like, man, oh, man. So I said I got to figure out a way to touch base with Bob because Bob needs to stay connected. In that instance, even in the body of Christ, we all have to work together to keep each other connected, Amen. Right. And so those are the things that um, will come to mind if I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm reading. Whatever the Lord wants to do, he'll just bring thoughts to my mind, um, just like he does yours, but he just gives us all different assignments, you know. And so he speaks to all of us depending on what he wants us to know and understand, and that's what he does. And so I am appreciative and thankful for that. Uh, We're going to make it. We're going to get to heaven. We're going to complete this journey. Um just know that we will. When you look back over your life, um, you know, um, the, the praise and worship was rehearsing earlier and they were rehearsing a song. And I remember the last time um, that song was literally in my mind and I was focused on it was the heart of Corona. And I just have to stop and realize and just, you know, continue to always give God thanks that. We didn't have a lot of hope in March and April. We were concerned. I don't know about you. If you want to just be a crazy person, be like, well, it was just no big deal. But for me and for many of us, we were concerned. Like, what is going on? But, you know, we're in October now, almost November. And we can see that. Even though we know it's still going on, what what we have been reassured by God is you're going to be all right. No, no matter what happens, no matter how it, you're going to be all right. OK, and that's what you need to know about it. I, I know that they say the second wave and I'm dealing with it at work. So the biggest thing that I'm dealing with at work is, you know, um, we're just in flu season. And so <laughs> I got a note today. Someone said. Um, the, um, the doctor said, hey, you know, people, are, that's just what employees does. They have COVID like symptoms. <laughs> so I respond back. I said, as far as I know, either you are positive or you are negative. We just all get affected differently. <laughs> so, so, so I need to find out that she get tested yet to know if she's positive or negative. And if she's having those symptoms without seeing her doctor, tell her to stay home. All right. And so it's 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 interesting uh, the times that we're living in. But God kept us all. We'll be fine. Just trust me on that one. We'll be fine. And God has shown us that we'll be fine. We just have to keep trusting him and keep following him. Let's pray and ask him tonight to help us to stay Uh, Focus on him to put our hearts and minds on him and trust in his uh, guidance 
direction for our life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we adore you, Lord. We thank you tonight for allowing us to assemble together one more time. You are certainly amazing and just awesome, sovereign. And, oh, God, we're grateful to call you our God, our Lord, our King. We're grateful, almighty God, and thankful to call you our healer, our deliverer, our savior. Oh, Lord, to know that the God that we serve, we worship, we bow down to, it is he that stretched forth the heavens and the earth all by himself. And, oh, God, tonight we just or we are just so grateful to come together to lift our hands to lift our voice and to worship you in the beauty of holiness father we repent of our sins for lord oh god we allow ourselves so often to be drawn away by our lust and we have allowed ourselves almighty god to be oh god distracted but tonight lord we repent we ask you that you will touch our hearts, O oh God, and that you will cleanse us and wash us that we may be clean, Almighty God, and that, Lord, our mind will be clear and our heart will be pure, our hands will be clean, that, Lord God, we can have sweet communion with you, fellowship with you. Tonight, Lord God, I pray that you will move upon every heart and every mind. I pray and I ask, Lord God, that you speak to us and that, O oh God, our our, our hearts, oh God, will be open to the word of God, to, to, to receive the engrafted word that you may impart to us what you... I ask, Lord, that you will anoint me to speak as your oracle and allow the gifts of the Spirit to operate within me, Lord God. Allow me to communicate your truth with love and, oh God, with sensitivity, but with passion, oh God, and in faith, almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Almighty God, that something will happen in this house tonight, that something will happen in our hearts tonight, that something will happen in our relationship with you tonight, that something will happen, oh God, that will bring about massive change in our life, Almighty God. Speak, oh great God, to us that we may hear what the Spirit is saying unto us. I pray the fear of the Lord will come upon us where we will begin to respond in faith and obedience tonight, Lord. Bless this church. Those of us that are here, those of us that are virtually, God bless us, oh God, that your will be done, your kingdom come, and that change, Lord God, will take place. We love you, Lord, and we thank you tonight for all these things we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. The Lord is good, His mercy everlasting, His truth endurance unto all generations. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. Will somebody just open up their mouth and just begin to exalt the name of Jesus? Begin to give him honor and let him know what he means to you. Lord, I love you. I adore you. You are my king, my Lord. And oh, God, I bless your name. I will bless thee, oh, Lord. I will bless thee. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. 
Thank you for praying with me tonight. Thank you for praying together. You may be seated. And um, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4, I believe. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Amen. We'll start in verse number 12. I didn't prepare this lesson to be a series, but it could turn out to be that. So we'll see what the Lord does. First Timothy chapter four, verse number 12. A lot going on in this stuff here that we're going to read in a second. A lot going on. Amen. Amen. Brother Darrell is ready. Brother Darrell now, he started something. He doesn't know I'm watching him. D have his desk out. He got a desk. You might not realize, but to me that's a desk. He has a desk over there. His paper and pencil. And 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 like me, he like me. I can I can type um on my phone things. But man, I found out a long time ago, writing something, it stays with me better than when I type it. I don't know what that is. I mean, somebody that knows psychology and know the way out of brain work might be able to explain that. But when I write something, it stays with me longer than when I type it to say, oh, you know. So, D, you've got the right idea, my friend. You are writing over there. Make sure it's good. All right. So let's look at first Timothy chapter four, verse number 12. It says in the word of the Lord, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Good stuff. I am going to talk to you tonight on this simple topic. Be faithful. Be faithful. Simple, simple topic. Be faithful. The Lord gave me a thought to minister tonight about, um, tonight gave me a thought. And sometimes when the Lord is bringing something together, he doesn't always show you how it all fit together right away, but he gives you a thought over here. You read a scripture over there and, um, you know, you're kind of making notation of it, whether in your mind or on a piece of paper. And then eventually when you sit down now to study what he has been kind of directing you to understand, then it all comes together. And so 
one of the things that was in my mind is the importance, the importance of having a mentor, an example, a champion in your life. And I feel like the spirit of the Lord brought that to my mind and then continued to reveal to my mind that when you have an example, a mentor and a champion in your life, you will cut out a whole lot of mistakes that you can make if you have that individual in your life. And so I wasn't quite sure what I was going to teach about, but I do know that's one of the thoughts he had given me. Like, we're making a lot of errors and mistakes and, and, and get diverted easily. And, and, and go so far away from our purpose because we don't have mentors, examples, and champions in our life that can tell us that will cost you this. That will take you over here. That will do this. Here is what you want to focus on. Here is what you want to do. And we don't have that in our life like we should. And so we find ourselves here is something that's important that you need to hear, whether you like it or not, is something that you need to hear. Most people really don't know what they want. Most people are kind of living life according to what they have been caught up in. Most people are living life uh, uh, according to... Just, just, just what's been dealt to them. How many of us in here today are in the job of our dreams? How many of us here today are, are, are just doing the, the things that we always dreamed about? Making the difference that we always thought we can make? How many of us are really and truly walking in what we believe was always what we were intended to do? Now stop and ask yourself how many of us can think about something that we said we were supposed to do and we had it in our heart and we felt like this is who we were, but we never really got there. Many of us are not living out the life that we felt like we should have been living out. And that's because too many of us never purposed Never purposed in our heart, never purposed in our mind, never, never just understood what we were supposed to do and just went at it. Straight line. What they said, the, the, the quickest way to, 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 to any point is a straight line. Geometry, right? If you had geometry. But that's what they say. The, 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 the quickest way to, to, from one point to another point is a straight line. And you'll get there the quickest way. Well, well, for all of us that are trying to, uh, what we might believe is to fulfill our purpose, do what we think we should do, can we say we've been taking a straight line? And so, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, or your spiritual life, can you say that you know you are walking directly in your purpose and what you had deemed and set out to do? 
I don't know. And so as you keep that in mind, think about what we're going to talk about here tonight. Be faithful. Timothy pastored in the city of Ephesus. His mother was a devout Jew, but scripture is silent about the faith of his Greek father. In fact, it's widely believed the Apostle Paul, in the absence of a godly father figure, stepped in fulfilling the void and became a spiritual father to Timothy. Paul called Timothy my own son in the faith. Paul first met Timothy in Lystra, a city in Asia Minor. The younger man was well known and well regarded by the believers there. Paul recruited Timothy to join him on his missionary travels. Now I got to stop right there because it goes along with what I am trying to communicate tonight. And so Timothy was this young man that young in his, in his faith uh, was trying to figure out, you know, how to live for the Lord, find his own place. And here comes this big time godly powerhouse man that now took him under his wing. So for all of us here tonight, let's just think about that. Have you taken anybody under your wing or will you go to someone and ask them, can they take you under their wing? None of us will be left out here. It's either you. We're supposed to do both. Let me just clarify that. So you're supposed to find yourself in a place where you have someone that you're mentoring, being an example to someone that you can show the ropes to, so to speak. And you're supposed to have someone in your life that's doing the same for you. Listen to me, church. You're getting a firsthand experience from a life and teaching from the scripture, the word of God, that is so on. I must say. And you've heard me said it. I am standing before you today because I had people that took me under their wing. I had people that helped me along the way that championed me. I had people that mentored me. I had people in my corner. I cannot say that enough that if you stay on your own, you will never fulfill your purpose in God. If you just live how you feel I got to live and you never get someone in your life that will be a mentor, an example that will champion you, that will help you, you will never fulfill your purpose because that's not how God operates. Remember, I always say the ways of God. God will always bring someone into your life to be that mentor, to be that example, to be that person that will help you go where God because you can't take yourself there because you ain't never been there supposed to go you've never been there so you need someone to take you there help get you there that was Paul to Timothy Timothy agreed 
Timothy agreed. Timothy agreed. Timothy agreed. Uh huh. Because we have a hard time with that these days. Timothy agreed. We have a hard time with that today. Someone come to you and said, you've got potential. God wants to do something great in your life. I want you to just listen to what I tell you. Come with me when I say come and you'll see the great things that God will do. You got to agree. If you don't agree, doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Timothy agreed with what Paul said and traveled hundreds of miles with Paul. He helped him establish congregations all over Asia Minor. Before Timothy began, Paul already knew Timothy's character and faith. He also knew Timothy would face challenges in the church in Ephesus, especially in the areas of false doctrine. Listen to me. When someone take you under their wings, when someone is mentoring you, when someone is championing you and helping you, when the, when when a, a situation come up, when there's a uh, a call for someone to to do something, and and it, and it's something that you are well qualified to do, that person, I got a person for you. Got a person for you, because character. They know who you are. I got a person for you. I remember, I remember when, when, uh, our North American missionaries, um, all of our directors would meet at headquarters, you know, yearly and we will, you know, plan what, you know, we will be doing for the entire organization in North American missions. And I, and what we normally do is devotion. You know, every morning, one of the men will do devotion. And I remember the one time when, uh, Jimmy Tony was the, was the, uh, the, 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 the national director at that time. And he says, I believe you need to say that to me. And in my mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm probably the least of all these men. Because I was probably the lowest man on the total pole uh, when it came down to North American missions director. And I'm like, well, why do you want me to do that? And sometimes you can think in your mind, well, him and I just get along so good. That's why he said that. He's just trying to look out for his buddy. But when God has someone in your life that that you spend time with, and they, they see what's going on in your life. They can observe things that you will not be able to understand. And you don't know. And I never forgot the day I came and I taught uh, devotion. And I mean, God just ripped the place. The power of God moved like I've never seen in one of those um, uh, devotion in the morning. I'm like, okay, something is just weird about all of this. Because, again, Lord. I remember at the time we had an evangelist. He was the national evangelist. His name was um, Tim Green. And I remember, man, oh man, I remember Tim Green laid hands to pray for me and he couldn't keep his hands on me. He said, I couldn't keep my hands on you. He says, God have some kind of a leadership thing planned for you that I, it was so powerful I couldn't even touch you, brother. So he called me to the side. All of these things did not happen to you. You just sit to the side. You're like, 
Oh, is he a loony? Either, either he not feeling the spirit. Nothing, but but let me just not say anything. In brother, God bless you. Just give you all of those things to say to people that have been around. They have took me under their wings. Some have mentored me. Some have helped me to understand things I wouldn't ordinarily understand if they weren't in my life. So I'm not standing here today because of me. I'm standing here today because the Lord brought people in my life that he wanted to help me. And I was not an idiot and said, okay, just like Timothy did. Okay. And I'm trying to communicate to all of us tonight that we need to be mentors, examples, and champions, and also have someone in our life that's doing the same for us. Mm-hmm. Paul also knew Timothy would face challenges in the church in Ephesus, especially in areas of false doctrine. Paul wrote the letter we now call First Timothy around 63 A.D. to encourage and better equip Timothy to lead the Ephesian church with wisdom and confidence. I can relate to that. First, Timothy must be a godly example. If he lived out the truth, he preached, not just saying the right thing, but doing the right thing. His love Spirit, faith, purity would ensure that the church. Brother Hodges, it means if you will do everything God tells you to do, whatever excuse they will make still for not doing what they're supposed to do, they will have no basis for their excuse. Don't give someone to as their excuse, their reason for not doing what they should do. And this is what Paul was trying to get. Paul was telling Timothy, you're young. And people are going to be quick to point that out. Like, look at your age. How are you going to call yourself? Look at your age. And Paul said, that's going to be something that people will have some concerns about. But Timothy, if you do thus, 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 and thus, they will not have that as an excuse because the way you conduct You're a man of God and you're. And give people an excuse to do what they do. And I hear what you're saying. Well, that's on them. 
I can't say this enough. We cannot be Christians, real Christians, that is, and make those statements. That's on them. We're in this for each other. In this for ourselves.